Hey, hi, good to see you. Welcome back and all that. I'm Reed of Apes. Over and there is... I'm, I'm the race guy, race. Between the two of us, we make up Mixed, mixed Apes. And um, we do this thing where we exchange lyric bits for each other as challenges. We play games with uh, song lyrics and watch the other guy squirm trying to figure out what... Actually, we just like to talk. And okay. This is an excuse. About music, though. At least it's about rock music and not about, like, our shoes and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> hey, nice kicks. <laughs> nice kicks. Uh, the name of the show... Uh, you should know this song. ...is what you're here for, and it is our podcast that we're just... We are just loving doing it, and we're glad you're here, and we'll stop bothering you. And move on into the episode. <laughs> we'll get going with the show. Um, hey, Race. Hey, Reed. You know what? Uh, what? Reed? This might come as a surprise to you, but I'm an idiot. Well, it doesn't really come as a surprise. <laughs> the reason I'm an idiot, you might ask. Go ahead and ask. Uh, why are you an idiot, Reed? Is <laughs> because uh, when we do this show as mixed apes, believe it or not, I make mistakes. Apes makes mistakes. We get things wrong. Yeah, I get things wrong. You're, you're not alone there. I do yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, we've got we've got some corrections we want to make. Um, uh, we, some stuff that we realize we said wrong after the fact. We want to fix that. Uh, I do want to point out that because we've been recording and mixing different components, that you may actually hear the correction before you hear the error in the first place. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about those mistakes we've made and let's get them fixed. Yeah, yeah. We got a little list here. So uh, uh, since you used the phrase, let's get them fixed. Uh, there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> the first one here is uh, uh, is on me. Uh, we had done an episode and talked about the fix. The fix was one of the lyric clues, and I was bemoaning the fact that, or my thought, that the fix was no longer active. And it turns out that couldn't be further from the truth. The fix is touring. They have a recent album out. It's a great album. Go listen to it. And uh, they are still uh, a real thing. Just they don't have any radio hits in my area of the United States or whatever. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's one on me. And uh, good job, fix. Hang in there. Keep it rocking. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, Thin Lizzy, and I mentioned Gary Moore. I think I even struggled to get his name out of my head. Um, and I mentioned he him being the only American in Thin Lizzy, and um, I had the wrong guy. Not um, so. He's not an American. He is a Scott, a lifelong Scott uh, from Scotland. Once a Scott, uh, always a Scott. The. Uh, the only American in Thin Lizzy was actually named Scott, Scott Gorham. Um, and, again, just me being stupid, so let's... Uh, I could see how you would get that all mixed up with the Scott and yeah, the Scott. Yeah, man, I just, I'm stupid. Uh, so one of mine also was I spent a little time a few episodes back um, just gushing over Amy Winehouse, and really I even went so top, far yeah. as to... Uh, this is no diss to Amy Winehouse whatsoever, but I went so far as to gushingly say that she probably would be regarded as, compared to an Ella Fitzgerald voice, uh, vocally these days. And I just um, wanted to kind of take the edge off of that and ease it back a little bit. I, I can't say that I know of anybody I would regard as being in Ella Fitzgerald's class. Anybody. Right. She is in a class of her own. Yep. Um, so, uh, so Amy Winehouse is fantastic, uh, and I just get, cannot get enough of her. But, you know, it might have been a little over the top to say she's Ella. Um, uh, my next one is we had discussed the song Money that had been done by the Beatles. 
uh, in an earlier episode, and we couldn't. We knew that there was an electronic version that was yes. very kind of stylized. Electronic that was done. House, I think you uh, thought it had been done by uh, Yoko Ono, is what came um, to mind. And I said I, I did poo-poo that, but I didn't uh, have an answer. Uh, that version was actually done by the Flying Lizards, and we shouldn't have spoken about them without actually yes. knowing what the hell we're talking right, about. Right, right. As so, uh, as mistakes go, we shouldn't have corrected. done it. Um, we had one uh, where we were talking about uh, Steely Dan and the singer on uh, the song Dirty Work. We could not figure out who it was. We knew it wasn't Fagan or Becker. And we researched and found out that it was David Palmer. Um, and the reason David Palmer sang on that song is because uh, Donald Fagan expressed his doubts about being able to sing it live. Right. Right. So, so they uh, uh, anyway, they recruited in seventy two, and they got David Palmer to sing it. They recruited David Palmer to sing it. Um, and I'll grab the next one, okay? Because um, I mentioned it. Uh, Tom DeLong um, from Blink one eighty two. We had mentioned that he was doing some research in the uh, area of uh, UAPs <clears throat> and aliens and so forth. Um, and I couldn't remember the name of the associate the right. group he was associated with. Uh, it's called To the Stars Academy. Um, and I just wanted to put that out sort there of, that. Give it a legitimate... Get that accuracy out yeah, there and that information absolutely. out there. Not leave it hanging. Uh, we had a conversation about um, a guy named... Uh, a guy on Tom, on Petty, Tom Radio. Petty Radio on uh, uh, Satellite. Yep. Um, who sounds, sounds just, just like, like Tom Petty right. speaking. <laughs> um, but I didn't know his name. And again, shouldn't have even brought it up. Uh, but it happens to be Mike Campbell, and he's one of the founding members of the Heartbreakers. And right. He's the uh, one of the voices of Tom Petty Radio since Tom Petty. Has he's passed. a very prolific guy. He does all sorts of uh, yeah. stuff with music and musicians and behind the scenes and, and all yeah, that absolutely. producing and all that. So, as well as being in a couple of different bands. So. Right, right. Um, we talked about Stan Ridgeway when we did a uh, lyric challenge on a Wall of Voodoo song. And uh, part of the conversation about Stan Ridgeway was bringing up the fact that his name's not Stanley. His first name's not Stanley. Why that came up, and it's a good example of what this whole thing is about, is just because we go off on whatever yeah. comes to mind while we're doing this. But we didn't actually know what his name we really was. We didn't actually know what his name uh, was. So it's Stanard, S-T-A-N-A-R-D. I'm not sure about the pronunciation, but I am sure about the spelling. Yes, S-T-A-N-A-R-D. Uh, for those of you who are Stan Ridgway uh, aficionados, I love Stan Ridgway. And then um, you talked about seeing uh, Nancy Wilson of Heart. In concert a couple of years ago. And in fact, I didn't see Nancy Wilson. I saw her sister, Anne. (laughs) Anne Wilson. But I got the names confused. My wife has the T-shirt with her name on it. I mean, I... You know, right, I, I know right. the right answer. I just said the wrong thing. <laughs> said the wrong name, so, so got that straight. Another, just another indication of apes makes mistakes. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. we're talking, we're rambling. Things are just coming off the top of our heads, and uh, some of it is just you know we mentioned wrong. we mentioned that we know somebody's name is not what you might think it is, but we don't know the right name. Right, exactly. It's just a curious point. So, yeah, so. just wanted to get that stuff straightened out, and, and um, there will be more of these. There will be more. We will post more corrections, and please let us know what are the corrections you know of that we need to post. Yeah, absolutely. In the comments. We so are hey, far from. Uh, Accurate on a regular basis. Uh, So, hey, thanks for indulging us on that. And um, here we go. Okay, so we're moving on to a segment that we call, we call it bean enchiladas. Because it's (laughs) We call it a lot of things, It's just too damn funny, but the concept is misheard lyrics. Stuff that people have in their heads where they think the lyrics are this, or they've heard them as that. It's, you know, all intensive purposes, that kind of thing. It's uh, it's when you hear something and it's, it's not really what you're hearing. 
So uh, I think uh, I'm going to ask you to start with this one. This is a uh, single clue, verbal, no digital, right? Yes. And I should I should say on on what I just said that these aren't you know we're we're coming up with this off the top of our heads a lot. Some of it is is actually things that we hear other people say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't incorrectly say we're they not think taking credit for all of these. Right, right. Uh, but some of it we're creating because it's what we hear in our heads uh, in whatever that our underland broken is. Broken heads. So for you to get started, I have. Delivering it with some rhythm is probably yeah yeah I good. think that's a good idea. So oh someone burned a candle and it smells like Old Spice. Oh no way to clear it out. I and got the actual nothing. song. I got nothing. What do you got? He would repeat no way to clear it out, and that is a play on Jethro Tull's Locomotive Breath. Oh someone burned a candle <laughs> and it smells like oh no way to clear it. Okay there you go. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you, that I think that one came out of that was not one that you heard someone that, else say. That was one that you heard, made up. In that's your what brain. I heard in my head. You made up in your broken so, brain. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, yeah. I did hear it somewhere else. That, of course, is Jethro Tull and the song "Locomotive Breath," written by Ian Anderson from 1971. Aqualung. The so, one, that's the that's the one um, Jethro Tull album that everyone had. Ain't it the truth? Yeah, everybody uh, had. Yeah, I had like 67 other ones, but I right. You know, but everybody had Aqualung. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I've got one for you here. Please make it better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, just by the nature of the fact that it's mine, it's going to be better than yours. Oh. Uh, but, <laughs> so here's the one that I've got for you. Fill this kitty on sausage rolls. <laughs> Fill this I kitty. I can't even say it. Fill this, this kitty ki- on sausage rolls. <laughs> yes, and I just heard this song in my head. It just popped into my head. That is ridiculous. What is it? We built this city uh, on rock, rock and roll. roll. Yeah. We and that's built why this, I, it's a uh, starship. Yes, and I, by the way, when I was looking this up, I noticed that like at this point they were just starship. There was a Jefferson yes, starship. There was a, point. They I didn't realize that they went from Jefferson, Jefferson Star- airplane. No, I knew that that they went from Jefferson to, airplane to Jefferson starship. Starship, right? I didn't realize that they went from Jefferson starship to just, to just starship. starship. Yeah, yeah. And I guess was there a change in band members or? I don't know if that's what they took Mickey Tom Mickey Thompson or Thomas Thompson, the new lead singer who did uh, uh, Jane, yeah, and what have you. I don't, I don't. Know I really like that song, by the way, Jane. I'm a big oh, fan yeah. of that song. Yeah, um, I, I, I played and heard a little too much of that song. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's got a little. He sang for. Uh, he sang fooled around, fell in love with Elvin Bishop. Did he really? Jane. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Which Thank is, you for that info. Which is a song that I. I just listen to all the time. Sometimes. Oh, that's a great that yeah, song. I, mean, I think is underrated. Song. Underrated. <laughs> and right. his vocal performance. Uh, I got. Uh, by the way, that was written by Bernie Taupin, Martin Page, Dennis Lambert. I got one more. I don't know here. what I came up with the other day that Peter um, Wolf, Bernie Taupin, and Bernie Peter Wolf. And so Peter, Peter Wolf is Jay Gallowsman. Thank you, Jay Gallowsman, and Bernie Taupin obviously was the yeah. lyricist for most of Elton John stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like. 1985 was when it came out. And it's just a weird, to me, that's a weird assemblage of people. To sit down yeah, it's surprising. Like writing a song, you know? Although something else the other day I was looking at, and it was like, were they like a, that. Were they at a concert together? Like, were they touring and like <laughs> right, sitting right. around at the coffee shop after the, exactly, after the show? And right. like, yeah, that's what they were doing, the coffee shop after the show. Well, where are you, well, she's going to go in, you know? They're they're backstage, or they're back at the hotel, or you, they're at the okay. At the so, but when you're bar. the thing is, sometimes you're playing right, in Moline, right? Around. Yeah, <laughs> well, sometimes you're playing in Moline. 
<laughs> You're Sometimes. a Bob Seger fan. You should know that. Sometimes you are. Okay, here uh, for you comes hopefully something not as stupid as my first one. Now, I've got cuts and bruises and broken arms crossing, crossing the, the highway, highway before looking both ways. ways. I have no and idea, but I'm sure let me, it's Let me be... rephrase it. Now, I've got cuts and bruises and broken arms crossing the highway before looking both ways. Tell me what it is. It's a ubiquitous song, and you're gonna. I think you're gonna laugh at it, but it's uh, "Open Arms" by Journey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's funny. Now I can hear the real lyrics in my head, which you should share with us. They are. They are. Uh, now I now come I come to you with open arms. arms, nothing to hide. Believe what I say. Right. Instead, now I've got cuts. And, and this is another one that arms. you. Built in your brain. I built that in my brain. I did. Now, I have to say, uh, I didn't build... I built the second line there. The first line, I have goofed around with and heard a lot of other people goof around with. I mean, the broken arms part is, you know... Not that people mistake the lyrics for broken arms, but a lot of people make fun of the lyrics using broken arms. Sure. So that's Journey, uh, written by Mark Rooney, Troy Oliver, Elgin Lumpkin, what a great name, and uh, Lauren Dawson. So so not by anybody in the band. Not by anybody in the band from 1981 on Escape. Uh, that can't be right. Some of them had to have been in the band. Uh, well, I don't, I mean, uh, that, I don't that precedes, know. That precedes their... Well, that's um, Steve Perry, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's uh, what I'm saying. Sort of the it's after this stand down of Mark uh, Roll Raleigh, Greg Raleigh, Greg Raleigh, uh, Mark Raleigh. Oh, I'm looking at Mark Rooney here on the page. Yeah, Greg Raleigh and uh, Neil Sean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I okay. don't. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't remember. remember I, think I, would know if, I think I would know if Elgin Lumpkin was in there. <laughs> I they say it sounds like a uh, sounds like a what do they call it? A Your fictional name. Fictional name. You know what I mean. Nom de plume. That's what I was talking about. Okay, so all right, um, a second dumper for me. Let's see, see if you can. Well, be it's a because you're so fucking weird. Weird. Hold on, now I have to drop this lyric over here for you. <laughs> Oh, these are so Fill stupid. Kitty on saucer These are so rolls. stupid. I love it. Man. If the uh, you know if the core of what's going on here with bean enchiladas has potential, just let us know because I mean I you really, don't want to let it go. That's I, why I really <laughs> I really don't. I really do. You really dig. don't want to let it go. You just want this. Uh, I really this do dig to work. playing with it and uh, and whatnot. I'm tempted to just sing them so you'll get them, and sure. then uh, of course there's no guarantee you'll get them from that. Okay, so what's the next one you got for me? It doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. <laughs> yes, I know that uh, doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. And that is uh, Bon Jovi. Yep. And uh, Living on a Prayer. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and what would go with that? Let's see. It doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. That means... Uh, see, that's the thing. Where, is you where always, did they used to work? You always want to take it to the next <laughs> level. And that's why this never works for us, right? Because you, you're not... You're not satisfied with a ch- word a word change. You have to rewrite the entire lyric to make yeah. sense in its own way. It's true. It's true. And my mind won't stop right now. I'm still writing how the union's been on strike and he's down on his luck, but it's about something about being naked somewhere. There you go. Strippers union, the male dancers union. Go. Anyway. Uh, anyway, that's uh, written by essentially the band John Bon Jovi, <coughs> excuse me, Richie Sambora, uh, Desmond Child. Uh, and I should have the actual... 
year captured here in this particular one. I think I made a point of it for this. Yeah, 1986. Uh, I do not have the album name, but I'm thinking that may actually be the name of the album. It was Living on a Prayer? Yeah. It was certainly a, like the biggest hit off that album. Oh, think, yeah. Wasn't absolutely. It? Yeah. All right. What else you got there, champ? Uh, for you, I offer up. Monday, your alarm. Monday, your alarm reminds you work awaits to kick and grind you. Don't make the boss reprimand you. I have no idea. <laughs> you, you will. You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna get straight to it. Separate ways. Separate ways. Journey. Oh, more journey. There you go. Monday, <laughs> your alarm reminds you. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's you a are stretch. the biggest part of me or something like that. Oh, you are the what's 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 the song what's in it what's it called? Separate uh, ways. The song is separate ways. Yeah. 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 Song is separate ways. By journey. Someday your something will find you. Right. Uh, Break those chains that bind you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One night will remind you. Okay. So Monday your alarm reminds you, work awaits to kick and grind you. Don't make the boss reprimand you. Yeah, see, you gotta take it too so far. So great. Time, I dude. just take it too far. Um very enjoyable for me. Okay, separate ways by journey, Stephen Ray Perry and Jonathan Kane. Nineteen eighty three, Frontiers. All right, well I'm going to uh Gonna do something do a little something more a successful. Little bit more successful. You've actually picked up the. Yeah, I've actually gotten a few years. You know so I'll learn my lesson. I'll figure it out. All right. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. Do why, I need? Why does need that crack guess? me up? Why does that really crack me up? Well, so because much? there's a truth to it. I mean, uh, at its core, there's actually a truth to it. It literally makes me like because, giddy. like, think of Gouda. Think of a really good smoky Gouda. Sweet dreams are definitely made of that. Uh, do I need to go on? Do you need Havarti? Or do I need to say who that is? It's the Eurythmics. Uh, sweet dreams are made of the. Sweet dreams are made of what? These. Sweet dreams are made of this. Sweet dreams are made of this. Yeah, that's the actual title of that's the song. That's the actual title of the song, and it's the words that she says. She just says this in a weird. Because she has to make it rhyme with disagree. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, or else. What? Well, she can get away with whatever she She's wants. She's so, Eddie, uh, Eddie fucking Lennox. She yeah, can do whatever she, she wants. She can do whatever she wants. Um, so, yes. Eurythmics, uh, obviously written, written blah, 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 why am I, man, I'm all over the place verbally here. 83, <laughs> um, Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart. Yeah, still. Uh, still makes you want to pound your fist on the say, table. I want to say Sweet Dreams was the name of the album as well, but I'm not certain Just about thinking that. about the song. Don't you want to just boom your hand on the table? Boom. I... I, I missed the chance to see Annie Lennox here in town. Maybe ten years ago, she was in a show, a, a tour with Sting. Oh yeah! And my wife was wanting to see for the seventh time <laughs> Sammy Hager, who you know I have a love to hate relationship yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he and, and he we meant uh, to pronounce to uh, state it exactly that way. Yes, folks love to hate, not love hate. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I did not get to see either Sting nor Annie Lennox. And honestly, I've never forgiven my wife. Did already. you see Sammy Hagar? Uh, for the seventh time, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you were with her for the, you oh, were yes, actually with yes, her for yes, the seventh yes, time? Yes, 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 And it was in a, a day when we were like, if we were going to a concert, we were going to one a year. Anything, you know, in the last 15, so, 20 years when tickets were 60, 70, 100 bucks, you know. So could you then say that for you, Sammy Hagar was an acquired distaste? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I want to make it clear. I don't dislike Sammy Hagar. I, he's a great rock and roller. His voice is, in my opinion, he is one of the top... I'm going to say 10 rock and roll singers, period. Especially recognizable Yes, I mean, and just having a great voice singer. for rock and roll. My problem with Sammy Hager was the fact that he couldn't let Ronnie Montrose play guitar and had to go <laughs> leave the band because their egos clashed. Because I think that if 
Sammy Hager had stayed in the band, that Montrose would have gotten the recognition that he deserved as the one of the greatest guitarists to come out of the right, 70s. Right, a brilliant guitarist. A brilliant from, guitarist. From and I era. think he yeah. kind of went into obscurity because <laughs> Sammy's voice was what people knew. And unless you're a guitar geek like me, you know. Right, I mean? right. So it's, I mean, it's, essentially it's all said tongue in cheek. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know, I, know. I, I think Sammy, Sammy knows that too. He's just not going to invite you to Cabo. <laughs> you're off the list, I'm friend. I'm off the list. You don't get in. Um, anyway, it's, I believe it's your turn to give me some impenetrable piece of crap that I yeah, won't be able to Yeah, now we don't even out. want to go anymore because, you know, I, I just go too far. Oh, what the hell? I love it. I don't care what I anybody know. thinks. <laughs> Dislodge this bacon in my throat, please. These loaded fries never stuck before. I, got, I honestly can't stop laughing long enough to read it. Oh, what is it? Uh, it's a song you know, but you don't really know. Uh-huh. It's a Maroon 5 song. It's super ubiquitous on the radio. Okay. Dislodge this bacon in my throat, please. Yes, I know this song. Yes, you know, This Love This by Love Maroon is making 5. me crazy, yes. Yes, uh, by Maroon 5. These loaded fries never stuck before. Uh, 2002, songs about Jane. Maroon 5 and the guys in the band wrote the song, so... Um, oh my goodness. You're welcome for that. But I really do like that iteration of the lyric. All right, well, I've got one more for you then. Okay. Again, you know, not quite as convoluted as the crap that you're putting out there. <laughs> well, that one at least made you laugh. It, oh, they all made me laugh. Some uh, of them have, it didn't baffle you as much. Me, but... Oh, I love it. <laughs> Hit me with your pet shark. Yeah, I guess I need to take that tack uh, because I know that that's pet Benatar. Of course. And hit me with your best shot, Pet Shark. Yes. Uh, and that's uh, written by Pet Benatar and Sh- someone named Schwartz. I'm not sure whom. Um, just the name Schwartz? Just, yeah, I didn't catch the first name. It's, it says Benatar Schwartz in my notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw them uh, in Chicago at a place called the, I want to say it was the Auditorium Theater, which is like a, a concert, like an actual sure. classical music venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sound was phenomenal. If I remember correctly, and I could certainly be wrong about this, the drummer's name was Myron Grumbacher. That rings a bell Okay, for me. And he played the entire set standing up and walking around the drums. Like not sitting really? on a, not sitting on a drummer's throne, but standing up and like sure, yeah. moving back and forth. Now, not, I don't want to say around. I don't mean all the way around. I mean like no, no, in a semicircle on forth. the backside right, of right. the drums. But he played the entire set, and we sat up high in that, at that show. I was like in the balcony, second row of the balcony, I think. I'm a huge Pat Benatar fan, and I had kind of a crush on her in my 30s about it. Anyway, yeah, I was there to see her. You, you and half and of every the, every right, right yeah, half the every other country. guy my age. But I was really fascinated by the drummer. Just like my brother was a drummer, I, I've I've seen drummers a lot. You know what I mean? I've right, seen yeah, drummers yeah. working, and and he was like he literally like stood up and walked around the drums while he played the entire How set. How was he doing the kick? How was he? Okay, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he was there occasionally. I don't know. Huh. But, I mean, he was definitely up and moving. That is awesome. I'm going to go look for a video footage of that. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that interesting little tidbit. And now we come, sadly, to the, to the end of my disastrous and you're quite successful segment. Of bean enchiladas. Bean enchiladas. And I'm sorry for the, the hysterical <laughs> laughing and the inability to speak, but some of these are just so lame. <laughs> my dad brain kicks in and I just... And I think that's the problem is that your dad brain takes over when you're writing yes, them. Yes, it certainly so. does. 
Uh, well, so, that was that was. Uh, I'm not going to say it was fun. But thanks, was, thanks everybody for listening and indulging me. And uh, you know, if I have to apologize, I'm simply not going to because I just love that. And uh, you know, we appreciate you listening and hanging in there. You could you could make and an we, entire career out of doing. We this, try to make it brief, so I'll, I'll try to fix it for next time and make it a little more, uh, yeah, a little easier on race, as it were. And I assume on everyone else who might be listening. <laughs> well, I don't think they're still listening. Anymore. They're That's not the problem. Listening. Yeah, they've moved on. Please anyway. like us still. Please like us still. It's okay. We'll get back to it. All right. So that's going to be the end of this one. Okay. And next segment looks like, if I'm reading the uh, marbles right, it's going to be a segment called Your Mother Should Know, which is, you know, it's kind of prime. It's kind of our, you should know this song, but it should be that we get them all. Yeah, it's stuff that, stuff that everybody should pretty much know. should be pretty ubiquitous. I, uh, I call it prime white. Clues, prime white, exactly. And then uh, give us, get through the confusing part where we're trying to guess it and get on to the blathering about it for a little bit. So we both enjoy that so much. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to start. You do that. What do we got here? And I'm going to hit you with a first clue. There she stood in the street. It's free is the band. It is. Something from her head to her feet. Paul Rogers is obviously singing. Uh, All Right Now, is that the name of the that's song? That's the name of the song, and that's right. the band. Uh, and you want to fill us in on the And that is uh, written by Andy Fraser and Paul Bernard Rogers, and I guess that's the same person as Paul Rogers, I have to assume. Uh, 1970, still one of those songs that you just hear. And it's great. Uh, you know, you hear it at the wedding reception. You hear it on the overhead at Walmart. You hear yeah. it at the bar. You know what I mean? You know, he's... Uh, <clears throat> He's in my pantheon of rock and roll singers, uh, top five easily. Oh, yeah. I mean, super recognizable. I saw him a couple years ago uh, here at an outdoor venue. It was he, Paul Rogers as his his own band, and then uh, Nancy Wilson from Heart. Yeah, yeah. Now, Paul Rogers has got to be close to 75. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be. I mean, he was, for Christ's sake, he was in a band in 1970. All right, and then... Uh, yeah. a, a band naming this song in 1970, right. but prior... Yeah, know, they've been yeah. around, right? So, right. And, and Nancy Wilson, obviously, is younger than he is, but still, she's been putting out stuff right, out since right. the mid-70s, at the very yeah. least, right? So she's got to be over 60. She's got to be my age. You right. Know? And they both were just amazing. Right. Amazing. Nailing it. Yeah, yeah, it, is, yeah. Uh, it is pretty inspiring to see the... Um, I mean, because think about... Or I think about in with specific regard to that, watching uh, older performers from when I was a kid who my parents were excited to still see performing, and I do, I don't mean this derogatorily at all, but in my you know late tens and early teens, I could tell that these people were in their sixties. And they were having a rough go of it trying to sing on these shows sure. on TV and whatever. Yeah. I mean, they did not. I mean, their voices were not there, right? Yeah. There are so many performers in that I've seen over the past from the 70s, you know, from even the late 60s, but 70s, certainly 80s, that I've seen over the past 15, 20 years who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s. 
and they just sound awesome. I mean, they're just, they sound almost as good as they did in the day. That same summer that I saw Paul Rogers, I saw Deep Purple. Yeah. Uh, Ian Gillen. Ian, yeah. Okay. I had and, Ian. And he didn't, like, he just wasn't, there were certain, there were certain, certain stuff, certain ranges, he just right, wasn't right, right. even attempting anymore. Right, right. Okay. And yet I heard Paul Rogers, and he sounded like it was 1975. Right. <laughs> sounded like he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not shooting at Ian Gillen, but the thing is, it's like they're, they're they're roughly the same age. Right. They've lived the same style of life. They've done the same, you know, yeah. horrible things to their voices. To their voices, you know, screaming at scream. rock concerts yeah, exactly. and all that. I saw The Who just a few years back. Roger Daltrey sounds like he's 25. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I saw... And he um, looks great, too, by the way. I saw... Yeah, um, not yes, but uh, three of the uh, three of the guys from yes a few years ago, Trevor Rabin and the keyboardist. I can't remember who the keyboardist was now, but and now the lead singer's name uh, name is just snuck out of my head. Yeah, uh, John Anderson, and John Anderson, seventy two, had a cold and talked to it. He was apologizing to the crowd about having a cold. If he hadn't said anything... You wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known, and I would have thought he was still in his 40s. You know what I mean? His voice was just fantastic. Anyway. Okay, well, that is how we turn what should be a 10 Rick Wakeman segment. was the keyboard player? Is that who you're trying to think of, or no? I, I, wanna, I don't think Wakeman was with him, but maybe it was Wakeman. It was a three-man... There is an Oliver Wakeman in the band. I wonder if he filled in on his father's They behalf. were going by uh, the... the uh, initials of, of the, the three, three members okay. uh, for the show, and I just can't remember. It's been you know six or All seven right. years. We'll move on. Okay, yeah. So it's your turn, friend. Okay, so this is one of should those my mother know this that song? your mother should know. Yes, absolutely. Your mother should know. Uh, cleaned a lot of plates in Memphis. Pumped a lot of tain down in New Orleans. Good, good boy. Good, well done. But I never saw the. That's not the next line. Good side of the city till I hitched a ride on a riverboat queen. Is that the next line? Yes, you, it, is it is the next line. I yes. thought there was a different next line. Um, that song is, uh, yeah, that's pretty ubiquitous. That is definitely a mother's shootout. Although, Rolling on the River is not played at every wedding reception anymore. That's not the name of the song. Uh, Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Wait, there it is. Proud Mary is not played Thank at you. every wedding reception anymore. Yes, yes. Like and, it used to be. And now, which version of that do you know? What's Which version of well, that? Well, I know I can Tina Turner's version of it. Right, that's the one that... Everybody that, knows. That everybody knows. I can it's, Tina it's, Turner's it's a John Fogarty song. Yeah. It was written, I, by, it was uh, written by John Fogarty. I remember Fogarty. you telling me that. So, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and that was... Uh, let's see if I got... Which is... Uh, I would like to know the story. Originally, apparently... Apparently, originally... Pick, pick, a, pick a sequence, right? <laughs> conceived as a song from the point of view... Of a maid, a black woman who rode the bus to work, ran all their stuff while getting no respect, and then took the bus home at the end of the day. Hmm. Like essentially, it was a right, a kind of a protest song. Right, right, yeah, that's great. I, don't I, know, I, I would like have... to know how um, how I can Tina Turner came about it and decided to see. I mean, I, I it seems pretty reasonable to understand or put the pieces together how they would decide that they were going to sing it yeah but i wonder how they sort of came about it heard you know fogarty play it somewhere or something yeah and i mean the thing is i don't like here's where i always screw up as far as ike and tina turner apparently they were still together much longer than i thought they were right like i envisioned that 
Ike and Tina Turner stopped being Ike and Tina Turner as a band in the late 60s, and it went on into the 70s. 70s, yeah, yeah. And so th- there's any number of places that they could have by then. Sure, I mean, uh, sure, yeah. You know, I, well, I guess what I'm saying Been is, exposed is CCR to, yeah. would have had a hit with it by then. Right, absolutely. And then, then again, remember, we've spoken about this before, that in that time period, it wasn't uncommon for several people to have a hit with the same song at the oh, same yeah, time doing yeah. covers. We just referenced all along the Watchtower a little while yeah, ago. There you that go. Was, yeah, that was out there by a few people. And uh, I have to ask, you know, you say I can Tina Turner, but can you turn a Tina? That was a joke my dad used to. You can tune a piano. Tune a piano. Yeah, but you can't tune a piano. Yeah. Uh, okay, you ready? Uh, yeah, please go ahead. Because I think everybody out there is ready for us to just move along. I live my life like there's no tomorrow. God, what is this? <laughs> I think you're going to say God when you get the band, too. <laughs> Something living on the road. This is... Uh, All I've got, I had to steal. Yeah, this is uh, Running With the Devil? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Van Halen Boys? Van Halen Boys, yes. Mm. Van Halen, 1978. Off the Van Halen album, written by the guys in Van Halen. Shall I name them all? Mm, that's up to you. We, everyone knows who they are. Yes, all the guys, including... Even David even Davy even David Lee uh, are credited with writing the song. So I have a note in my uncontrolled substances folder to have a conversation about Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, and the impact that he had on rock and roll in his oh yeah time. for sure for sure. Uh, we'll save that for that episode, but kind of can't be understated, really. No matter what your position on things is. You know, you think he's a great guitarist. You don't think he's that great a guitarist. Whatever. The other day can't remember who I was talking to, um, but we were talking about uh, guitarists, and in particular, uh, uh, I think a guitar solo or something. You know, the conversation that you have with people who are nerdy about this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. like us, wannabe mixtapes. And I, I said something to the effect of, it reminds me of how good, you know, Eddie Van Halen, blah, blah, blah. And his response was, "Well, if that's what you think," and I was like, "So I have okay. to ask you: Does he? Does the, does the guy actually play a guitar? Uh, not because I'll, regardless he, of how big a fan I am, and I'm he not does play a guitar, but does he, he really play, he play, plays that guitar? Like, he plays guitar, right? Right? He he, he okay. knows he can play chords. Like and that I kind said, of thing, I, I, I played at guitar. Okay, he's not a guitarist, and I I know a lot, half a dozen personally serious." Guitar, guitarists. Right, okay? right. All of them, every single one of them, thinks that Eddie Van Halen, whether they care for his music or not, right. thinks that Eddie Van Halen is a phenomenal guitarist. Right. Okay? I don't know anyone who plays guitar, and all the shit that I've read by guitarists since he passed, every single one case of them. Right. says, uh, agrees that he was a, a phenomenal musician. It, right. He he didn't just make up the cool ham, hammer-on thing or double hammer-on thing or whatever. He was a great guitarist. Right. Technically, musically, all that stuff. He was a great guitarist. Absolutely. Right. And, and I think that's where this... I didn't pursue it because, first off, we were at work and it was one of those situations we had to move along. But I also yeah. think it was one of those things where the guy was going to... Uh, want to get into a, a like a well this classical guitarist is a better example of somebody who is more technically proficient you know what i mean that sure. kind of conversation well 
you know, I'm not going there. When we're, you're talk, now talking about an acoustic classical guitar. Yeah. If you want to bring up Andrew Zagovia, that's a different conversation. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, anyway, I, like I said, we just covered about 20% of what I have to, had to say about it. But it's something <laughs> that I want to talk about going forward. Yeah, I totally would get into that. All right, so it's... It's you, to it's, me. It's me to you. And my mother should know this song. Yeah, she absolutely should. But the lyric is, My back to the wall, a victim of laughing chance. Uh, this is, I know this, and the next uh, line is, this is for me the essence of true romance. And it's a Steely Dan song. So what are you doing? Is all I it's your mother it is should supposed know. to be your mother yes, should know. Your mother I should mean, know. if we were ever going to do that, we might as well just throw Steely Dan songs out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I, could do, uh, I could do like a whole episode of that. It's, you know. uh, it's Deacon Blues. It is Deacon Blues off of the Asia album. The Asia, yes. Written by... Becker and Fagan. Yeah. Uh, I believe yes. that album came out somewhere in 1980-something. Yeah. I guess as close as I can or, get. Is it the early It's 85, I'm going to say. Mid? You're going to say uh, mid. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got. Okay. We don't need to get started talking about Steely Dan because we, we will do just that talk about two Steely days Dan. two days in a row, yeah. Uh, if I said, uh, so what was your favorite song of that album? Never mind, don't answer that. I'm going to get right to it and send this to you. What you want, baby, I got it. What you need, you know I got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's respect. Respect by? Aretha. The Queen. That's right. I had to throw that in there. I mean, come on. If that's a, not a song your mother should know, what is? That was written by Linda Perry and Alicia Moore. And I uh, don't know that I'm terribly surprised about that, but but I thought Aretha's name would be in there for some credit. I don't think that song was known as a hit before she... You know, drove. Well, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the R and B stuff was, the, you know, there were writing teams. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. who knows? Nineteen sixty-seven, and the name of the album. I never loved a man the way I love you. I don't know why, but that uh, album name is great. Like, who names an album that long? Sure. <laughs> so there you go. Let that ring around in your head for a little. That's while. That's a great piece of music. <clears throat> I got one here for you that your mother should know. Oh, yeah. Uh, the mountain is high and the valley is low. Of course. Your mother should know that. And you're confused on which way to go, of course. So I've come here to give you a hand and lead you into the promised land. And that is Edgar Winter. Uh, yes, Edgar Winter Group. Edgar Winter's White Trash. White Trash. I thought that was Edgar Winter Group. That's a different album. <clears throat> huh. That's what, isn't hold on. Do I have... album that, isn't it the same album Frankenstein's on? It is. You know who else is on that album? It's the picture of Edgar Winter on the front with, uh, uh, in profile with the jewelry on. He's shirtless. His that sounds hair, right. Hair is blowing back. Who else is on that album? Uh, you're, I'm seeing the Edgar Winter group here, but I know that when I, it's the only come out at night is the. Uh, they only come out at night. That's right. Uh, That's right. Rick Derringer and Ronnie Montrose both play on that album. I think I knew Derringer was on there, but I don't think I knew Montrose was on there. So. I'm wondering where the break because I mean I must have pulled White Trash from somewhere. I know that's the name of one of their one of his bands. One of, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I'm, I, mean, I wonder where the break bands. happened. I'm not going to take the time to research it while yeah, we're actually yeah. talking we'll, about uh, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll but. find a song by Edgar Winter. Uh, uh, anyway, that was Free Ride um, by the Edgar Winter Group. I stand corrected. Written by Dan Hartman. Is that the Dan Hartman? No, I'll I look that know. up later. I don't know. Dan Hartman was a pretty substantial writer on his own. Yeah, yeah, and some pop songs later, but much later. That song got a huge revival with a... Some, some movie? Yeah, a kid's movie. Um, 
I want to say it was a uh, DreamWorks movie. Not Monsters, Inc. Anyway, it was around oh. that time. I don't think so. It was it was around the time of Monsters Inc. One or something like that, and uh, it got a big a, a big resurgence in uh, play. Boy, I wish I could remember what that movie was. I don't know why, because it probably doesn't matter to anybody. I also saw him at that in that same period when I was talking about it earlier when I saw that. Kind yeah, of yeah. Outdoors. I never got to see it. He was seventy five when I saw him <laughs> because I looked it up. Yeah. And he sounded like 1975, <laughs> uh, playing keyboards and sax and singing, and wow. and just um, still doing it. There's a thing that he and his brother used to do where they would uh, uh, Johnny Winter would play a bit on the guitar, and yeah, Johnny yeah. Winter would sing that same yeah, bit back yeah, to him. Yeah. It's very very common in the stuff that they did. Right, right. And he did it with the guitarist in the no, band. Kidding. And like he was literally 75 years old, and it was just. It blew me away. It <laughs> blew me away. Amazing shit. That is great. All right. Go old people. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, where are we at here? It's me. And this is probably your last one this, this for this is, segment. This is my last one. Yeah. Um, we'll bring it to an end after this. Here you go. Your mother should know this. But what it don't buy, I can't use. Just give me money. Give me money. Now, that was... Like the version, actually, there's a version by the Beatles that I know, but I'm yes. not sure that it's theirs originally. You'll have to tell me about that. Uh, right. Yeah. So Barry Gordy and Jane Bradford, which means that it was a Motown song. Right. But there was also a version, a techno version in the 80s. Right. Who was it? Who was that? Yoko did no, a no, version no. It, of it. There. There was a version by Yoko, but that's... But there was also a version. You're right. There was yeah, a there was a very weird eighties, yeah. very uh, electronic drums. Right. I don't want to say the woman's name the, was a single word. She uh, sang it very staccato. Yes. Did, almost speaking it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, and I can hear the song. Yeah. In I, my head, but I can't think of. Who I wonder who that was. It's probably the, like the, she was. That was a one hit wonder kind of deal. I yeah, would yeah, think. Yeah. 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 Nico. Maybe so. Something like that. Maybe so. Anyway. We'll go, we'll go with that. We'll say that's what it was. Uh, well, you feel free. Uh, 1963, Barry oh. Gordy Jr. and Jane Bradford. Um, Good and stuff. I, I didn't look up because I was afraid of how deep the list of covers. Oh, yeah. There go. had to be 370 <laughs> of them at least, right? <clears throat> how many people have done that song? And they're still doing it. You know, still doing it, I'm sure. Okay. That was my last one for the segment. And I think that probably brings that, this episode to an end, if I'm end not mistaken. The segment, end of the episode. Uh, we're, you know, doing the Bombadita Happy Trails thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and let that thing in your head. Uh, you know, I just, I can't say enough how, what a good time I'm having doing this and how yeah. much I appreciate everybody listening and paying attention. And- you're welcome. I mean, really, you're you're welcome. <laughs> give you no, no, we uh, we really do want to thank you all for helping us be able to do this. You know, we hope you like it enough to like it and subscribe and, subscribe and, and share, share it. Take and, a chance. Go ahead. You know, see if your friendship is exactly. strong enough. And again, the pass uh, this along. the. Websites out there, you should know this song.com. Right. That's right. Uh, as we've mentioned on, on previous uh, episodes, there's a charities page that uh, honors a half a dozen different uh, charities that we are right. 100% behind and support. Right. Uh, 
And I, I want to say again, and it sounds like BS, but like there's no benefit to us by listing those charities. Those charities Correct. are there because we believe. We just in them. chose to put those on there because we want to do that. Right, and, and we and we will be rotating through cool. some stuff because there's just a whole bunch of folks that absolutely that need assistance right. and give uh, give some more exposure to those other things. And there's a uh, you know there's a subscribe spot on the webpage so that you can be ready uh, uh, informed when the next episode's coming out and what else is going on with us and. Obviously, you can submit comments and input and suggest things for We'd love other to hear you. Obviously, we have no idea what we're doing. No idea. And, and so any, we'll any use all the help we get. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a uh, bunch. Great. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, we're out. be great. Hey, so, man, I've been having a good time here. That was a blast. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was awesome, and we hope you think it was awesome, too. Thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, we... It's we, all about you. This is really why we're doing it. all about you. What we really hope, uh, from my position, is that you got a, you know, a song stuck in your head you're going to love for the rest of the day, or you are going to go check out some bit Let's, of information you heard, yeah. get, maybe... Find a correction for us and, and send it on the comments. <laughs> we certainly could use those. You know, you know, uh, you know. I mean, we're just having fun talking about music, making a little commentary, and and man, I'm I'm having a blast. I really yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I can't imagine being able to do this with any more enjoyment than I am. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard for us not to. Uh, it's hard for us to overplay how enjoyable it is for us, even if uh, even if it's you know odd to say. We feel compelled to make sure you know that we're having. A good we time. are just digging it. Yeah, so, so if you're hey, digging it too, please follow and share, subscribe, whatever your platform requires. Yeah, comment, like it, um, let us know. Please let us know. We're looking for input. We just want to be loved. Really. Right. <laughs> you can get to the shows and our website and some more info about what we do and why we do it and where it came from and all that on... You should know this song.com. And while you're there, we've got a charities page we're asking you to check out. There's a handful of uh, worthy charities, music-related. Uh, Wikipedia is one of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a food, food bank site, several different ones. People doing cool stuff with uh, music-based uh, charities for underprivileged youth and that kind of thing. And so, people just doing cool stuff. So people doing cool please stuff, check right? it out and contribute where you can. Um, there are links there that will take you where you want to go. But anyway, um, thanks for uh, for being with thanks us. Thanks again for being here. We hey. sure hope that you uh, come back and be with us again and, uh, you know, work your way toward being a legitimate mixtape. There you go. <laughs> so until next time, we are out. Peace.